0: Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor, and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When time ran out last week, we had just begun looking at the following question Do you know how to have a good fight? The parrots tell us that knowing how to fight fair is critical to your survival as a happy couple. Love itself is not enough to sustain a relationship in the jungle of modern life. Being in love, in fact, is a very poor indicator of which couples will stay married. According to the research, far more important to the survival of a marriage is how well couples handle disagreements. Many couples don't know how to handle conflict. Some mistake calmness and quiet for marital harmony and go out of their way to smooth over differences without really resolving them. Others, having watched their parents explode at each other, learn the wrong ways of fighting, and their arguments quickly degenerate into insults and abuse. So what are the thorny issues that cause couples to battle each other? Money? Sex? In-laws? Well, not always. It generally takes very little for the fur to fly in most marriages. It's the minor, almost embarrassing problems that tear at the fabric of a marriage. The fact that most conflicts erupt over relatively minor issues, however, doesn't diminish the major ones. According to the parrots, It seems there is a universal red alert that sounds in every marriage when certain topics are brought up. Both happy and unhappy couples struggle with the same topics, although the struggles differ greatly in intensity and frequency. When it comes to the big issue list, research shows that money outranks all other topics as the number one area of conflict among married couples. Why? because couples often have differing money styles, one being a saver and the other a spender. Some bring financial debt into the relationship. All carry some kind of financial fear. And couples are constantly faced with financial decisions that cause them to ask, whose money is it? You might be surprised to know that money fights are not a function of how much money couples have or don't have. Couples fight about money, no matter what their income is. Some couples argue over whether to go to Barbados or Europe for their vacation. Other couples fight over whether they can afford a vacation at all. Higher incomes can reduce stress, but they don't stop the fighting. Most couples, regardless of income, have conflicting spending and saving styles. One will be the big spender... The other will be the penny pincher. According to the parrots, talking openly about money matters is probably the most difficult problem you and your spouse will resolve. In fact, a recent survey of more than 1,000 married adults found that 32% of them said money was the most important issue for couples to discuss prior to getting married. As a certified Dave Ramsey counselor, I've seen some very interesting relationship dynamics as it relates to money. And I think there's another element that needs to be taken into consideration. Many times, money issues are blamed for relationship problems when money really isn't the underlying issue. However, whenever money problems are being encountered, they raise the tension level in the relationship. And when the tension level is raised, it magnifies all the other issues the couple is experiencing. Thus, the money problems might not be great, but they intensify the underlying relational issues. And since most couples aren't aware of or don't acknowledge the relationship issues, they blame money problems. If you're having trouble seeing eye-to-eye on finances, I highly recommend you enroll in Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University classes. There are many locations throughout the Treasure Valley that host these classes, including my home church, Cloverdale Church of God. I want to talk now about four destructive patterns that couples take when they don't know how to have a good fight. And as I do that, I want to introduce you to Dr. John Gottman and what the BBC calls the Love Lab. Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Gottman, set up a studio apartment on the University of Washington Medical School campus. This idyllic location on the Lake Washington Ship Canal is actually a psychology laboratory where couples come and spend a weekend being observed and monitored as they interact. Over 3,000 couples have done this. Beneath their casual clothes are monitors taped to their skin recording their heart rates. A different gadget measures their perspiration and galvanic skin response. Their every movement, facial expression, and conversation is videotaped by three wall-mounted cameras and watched by observers hidden behind one-way glass. The only areas not being watched by cameras or observers are the bathroom and bedroom. Each day they give blood and urine samples for additional hormone and other analysis. Using this high-tech equipment, Dr. Gottman and his team of researchers have been studying marriage for more than 30 years, identifying which ones will improve and succeed and which ones will deteriorate and fail. They are able to predict which ones will make it and which ones won't with an accuracy rate of over 91%. Dr. Gottman can spot and track a couple's marital breakdown by observing how they handle conflict. There are four bad omens that appear in conflict that are a part of what he identifies as the six predictors of divorce. When these bad omens appear in conflict, danger is imminent. He calls these four bad omens... The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. These four disastrous ways of interacting will sabotage your attempts to resolve conflict constructively. The four are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Dr. Gottman discusses these at length in his best-selling book Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. That book has sold over a million copies worldwide. I was privileged to attend the Gottman Institute a few summers ago and received their training so I can teach this material. I'm what they call a Gottman leader for the seven principles for making marriage work. Well, let's look at each of these four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first one is criticism. According to the parrots, complaining is a healthy marital activity. Airing a complaint, though rarely pleasant, makes the marriage stronger in the long run than suppressing the complaint, and you will always have some complaints about the person you live with. But there's a world of difference between complaint and criticism. A complaint focuses on a specific behavior or event. Criticism is labeling someone and making it about their character rather than about the behavior you would like them to change. Complaints usually begin with the word I, and criticisms with the word you. Let me give you some examples. I wish we went out more often is a complaint. You never take me anywhere is a criticism. Complaint. I need you to check with me before inviting anyone over for dinner. I wanted to spend some time alone with you tonight. I want us to schedule a romantic evening this week. Criticism. Why do you keep putting your friends ahead of me? I always come last on your list. Are you avoiding spending time alone with me? Complaint. There's no gas in the car. I'm upset that you didn't fill it up like you said you would. Could you please deal with it tomorrow? Criticism Why can't you ever remember anything? I told you a thousand times to fill up the tank and you didn't. You're always so careless. Criticism is just a short hop beyond complaining and it may seem like splitting hairs, but receiving criticism really does feel far worse than receiving a complaint. This first of the four horsemen is very common in relationships. So if you and your spouse are critical of each other, don't assume you're headed for divorce court. The problem with criticism is that when it becomes frequent, it paves the way for the other, far deadlier horsemen. The antidote? Complain without blame. Contempt is the second horseman. Contempt will poison a relationship whether a couple has been together four months or 40 years. Contempt arises from a sense of superiority over one's partner. It's a form of disrespect. It's putting yourself on a higher plane and looking down on the other person. It's an attitude where the contemptuous person thinks of himself or herself as better or superior to the other person in some way. They may think they're smarter, neater, cleaner, more punctual, more considerate, more thoughtful, and more helpful. It's a position of, I'm okay, you're not okay. Dr. Gottman calls contempt the sulfuric acid of relationships. It eats right through the relationship. Well, as we close out today's broadcast, I want to bring you up to date on some things I am working on. Now that most of the COVID restrictions have been lifted, I'm now available to do weekend seminars and retreats for churches and other groups. I recently did one for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and it was a great weekend of learning and connection. Before the end of the month, I will be launching what I call the MUM Three-Step Connection Plan and some short audio teachings called MUM Moments. I'm working on some website revisions that will incorporate these new offerings as well as a MUM forum where members can post, read and comment on each other's posts and share in their relationship journeys. I'll be posting more information about the MUM 3-Step Connection Plan and the MUM Moments on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page. You can email me for additional information about the weekend seminars and also for advanced information about the MUM three-step connection plan and MUM moments, my email address is Pastor Gary at CloverdaleChurch.org. Again, that's Pastor Gary at CloverdaleChurch.org. And as always, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible teaching and believing churches here in the Treasure Valley. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To you know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.